Last year at this time, if you remember, Father God gave us a word about enlarging our hearts. And I think we could probably all sit down and think about how, how much God did enlarge our hearts this year. The things that he walked us through, the things that he did in us, the things that he spoke to us enlarged our hearts. Some of it was probably very pleasant and expected and, and, and wonderful. Some of it probably was difficult and hard and not maybe wanted at all. But the thing is, this year has been a great year for God enlarging our hearts. And I see it in you. I see it the way you minister to each other. I see it the way that you love your families. I see the, way, the things I hear that you do in the community. I know God is enlarging your hearts. And has done a wonderful work this year. Now I think he wants to speak something added to that for this year. And I get, I get fixated on words. And they come to me and I say, I don't know what the words mean yet when Father God first gives them to me. And one of the words was breathing. And the other word was conspire. And I had no idea what, how they were related. But we're going to talk about our lungs this morning. And we're going to talk about breathing. And then we're going to talk about what the word conspire really means but let's pray father we thank you for this day because this day you were promised to be with us and we thank you for that we thank you that you are here with us you're you are always with us that you promised to be wherever we go that even your word today proclaimed that you would be with us wherever we went so thank you for that thank you that we have many reasons to praise you this morning and one of the reasons that we have to pray you is, praise you is for your great love towards us. So I thank you for that love. I thank you for the past year of what, how you have expanded our hearts and how you've gotten us ready to, to move into areas that we thought we couldn't move into. But I thank you for that. Father, I ask right now that you would empty me of me so that you can speak your words today to all of us. We need to hear your voice. And we need to hear you speak to us in such a way, in such a manner, that we have complete trust in what you say. So we ask for that work to be done today. In our hearts, in our spirits, in our minds, and together, corporately, that we can move as one in everything that you ask us to do. And we thank you for this, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Your lungs, my lungs, are this fantastic Wonderful creation. With it, we get to breathe, of course. Your lungs have the air capacity of six liters of air. To process six liters of air. Yet, you only have about a liter of air in your lungs right now. You only really need one liter, but you have the capacity for six. It's amazing. And if you took all the airways that are in your lungs... Both set of the lungs, if you took all those airways and led, stretched them all out, you would have 1,500, 1,500 miles of airways. It's amazing. Your right lung is bigger than your left lung. You know why? You have this wonderful little notch in your left lung that's called a cardiac notch. There's room for your heart there. So unless you're a time lord, and the time lords have two hearts, you, you have a, your left lung is smaller than the other one, but it, only because it has a place for your heart to be. Keep that in mind. That's going to come to be really important later. If you took all the layers in your lungs and you were able to stretch them out and lay them out flat, it would cover half a tennis court. 
pretty amazing. This this thing. It's the only it's the only organ in your body that will float on water. For obvious reasons. Your lungs have this amazing capacity to breathe. And in Genesis 2, in the very beginning, it says, The Lord God formed a man of dust from the ground, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Your lungs allow you to take 22,000 breaths a day if you're a normal human being. 22,000 breaths a day you take, your lungs allow you to take. Filling your, your whole body with air and, and allowing the blood to be flowing through your body and all the things that the lungs does besides just breathe. Clean the air that you breathe in. All these things. This is important to know. Why? Because I believe we have spiritual lungs as well. And I believe the word for this year is, is to exhale. To breathe. And it has to do with the word conspire. The word conspire has a kind of a negative connotation to it. Because it means to plot. To plan. Kind of almost secretively. But the Latin root of the word conspire means to breathe together. To breathe together. Jesus was in deep relationship with his disciples. And they were accused of conspiring against the Roman government and against the Jewish authority. They were breathing together in fellowship. Their breath was exchanged between them. Actually, you know, physically, normally. It was their breath. They breathed on each other. We breathe on each other all the time. Sometimes we don't want to breathe on each other because we're sick, we have bad breath, whatever the case may be. We don't want other people's breath in our space. But it's important to realize in deep fellowship, this breathing together, this conspiring is something that God wants to speak about and, and, and expand on this year. The word lung itself comes from an old English word that means light. That means light. There is understanding of breathing, of conspiring together that God wants to express for us this year. The word for this year is really to exhale, to breathe on others. Because so, that's the wonderful thing about what Jesus did, what Jesus introduced by this conspiring, by this breathing together. He enabled the disciples to breathe on others. And spread the gospel. See, Jesus enlarged their hearts. But he enlarged their hearts for a purpose. He enlarged their hearts so that they could spread the good news. That they could breathe on others the breath of life. This is really fluid this morning, so, so be patient with me as I try to hear what God is saying. I do have notes, but there is... There is there's something here that God really wants us to hear, and it's not just contained in my notes. And I want to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So if you just be patient with my pauses, let's go to John 20, 22. And if someone has it, if you wouldn't mind reading it. Yep, 20, 22. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Again, it's kind of like echoing the thing that, that God did in the very beginning. Jesus now breathes the Holy Spirit into his disciples. They were now empowered to, to do the work that he had enlarged their hearts from. The way Jesus was a rabbi was far different than any other rabbi that had walked the planet at that time. 
There was three major differences in the way that Jesus was a rabbi. First of all, Jesus did the inviting. Rabbis didn't invite followers. Young men would go to a rabbi and ask if he could learn from the rabbi. Jesus changed that all up. He did all the inviting. He did the invitation. The second thing is, and this is really huge here. Jesus included women in that invitation. No woman could go up to a rabbi and even talk to him and certainly ask to follow him. That was just not allowed. What Jesus did is huge here as a rabbi. The third thing that Jesus did as a rabbi that was very, very distinctly different is that when a, a young person or a young man asked the rabbi to, to follow him, it was really not, it was just to learn all the things that that rabbi knew. It was about learning a, a way of doing things. It was about the laws and about the, how this particular rabbi interpreted those laws. Jesus asked something far different of his followers. He asked his followers to know him. To know him personally. See, young men could follow a rabbi and really not even know this rabbi. They would know his teachings. They would know the way he liked things done, the way that he interpreted the law. But he, they would not necessarily know the rabbi. Jesus was saying, this is more than just a list of things I want you to learn. I want you to know me. Because they used to call the, the, the followers of Jesus the way. Because that's what Jesus taught. He was the what? The way. The truth. And alive. He was saying, you, you're going to follow me. I'm inviting you to follow me. And, and everybody is included. Not just men. Everybody is included in this now. The door is open. And by the way, it's about me. I want you to learn about me. Not just the way I do things. Not just the way I want things done. Not, I want you to learn me. Because if you learn me, you will know the way. Very important to know the differences of how Jesus approached being a rabbi. Sounds strange. So we're supposed to go around and breathe on each other. We're supposed to go around and, and breathe on other people. What does that look like? Remember I talked about the cardiac notch? There's a, there's a place for our hearts to be, to have the freedom to beat. Since our hearts have been enlarged, and that's a process that's going to continue for the rest of our lives. We have to allow room for people, for their hearts to enter. We have to allow, there, there is an, an opportunity for us to allow people in our lives that maybe prior to this time have been difficult to allow them into our lives for various reasons. We don't get along. There's a personality conflict. Those, those times are, are coming to an end. See, Jesus said that the door was open for everyone to follow him. He threw back all social mores and said, this is, no, no, everybody can come and follow me. That should be our heart as well. So I sense that God is asking us to, to, to check to see if we have allowed space in our hearts for others. Is that cardiac notch 
big enough to allow others, to allow us to breathe on them. And that's going to, that's going to be a challenge for all of us. I already know of people that it will be a challenge for me this morning. People that I find very difficult to love. But God has expanded my heart in such a way that now this, this season is for it. And it is a decision to do this. Is my cardiac notch big enough to allow that to happen? That is one thing I think God is asking. Also, when we, we breathe, and then we talk about the 22,000 breaths that we take a day. There's a sense that I feel that, that God is saying, you need to make every breath count. Every opportunity that you have to breathe on someone, you need to make it count. It may seem like a chance meeting with someone. There might be an opportunity that you're just sitting in a, in a line somewhere waiting to either buy something or pay for something. And you're next to people that you're breathing on, believe it or not, and they're breathing on you. There might be an opportunity for you to conspire and breathe together with them and share the gospel. We, I stand in a lot of lines. I do. And I try not to talk to anybody in that line as much as I possibly can. But I find myself talking to complete strangers sometimes. And it's amazing how they start to tell you their life story. And you're in a grocery line. And you're saying, well, I got five items to check out. This is not going to take me long when you're telling me your life story. Or it might be the checkout person itself. I've found that. You know, there's been times I've been checking out just one thing and this person starts telling me their life story. And it's like, I got five people behind me. What do I do? But it make every breath count. It might just be a few words that you have to say to them. But make every breath count. It's crucial. It might be the only breath of God that they get blown into their heart and their lives. It's a great opportunity. Make every breath count this year. Everyone. Every opportunity. It may just be a word of encouragement. It might just say, hey, your hair looks great today. It might be something as simple as that. But use every opportunity to conspire, to breathe together. There was one more. And I don't know how to explain this, except this is what God gave me. We have to allow room for other people to breathe. We have to allow room for other people to breathe. I'm really not sure what that means. I know God wanted me to tell you. So perhaps it's something personal that you, it will register with you. And even at this moment, does anyone, did that resonate with you? Do you have a sense of what maybe that means? There might be someone here that has it. This is the time. I, just because I'm standing up here doesn't mean I have the answer to that word. But I know that's what God wanted to say. We have to allow room for other people to breathe. What does that mean? Does anybody have a clue? I don't. You're breathing on me right now. I am breathing on you. That's right. That's one thing. Maybe it has something to do about closing our ears, closing our lungs off to other people, not allowing them to be in our lives, in our space. 
We have to allow for room. We have to allow room for people in our lives, for people to enter in our lives. We could be so busy. We could be so concentrated on our agenda, getting things done. We pass by people all the time that are need to hear the gospel, the good news that Jesus Christ has the breath of life that they very much need. We have to allow for room for hearts to enter in. To have our hearts uh, ready to accept other hearts into that same notch. (laughs) That notch has been expanded enough that allows another heart to enter into our lives. We have to allow room for other people to breathe. You have something? I'm feeling like when you're in conversation to to the other speak, not to speak up all the answers, to hear them to be a good listener. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. That could be too. I think it will mean something special to all of us. I think if we really just embrace and ponder these things, go to God and say, what does this word mean for me? I have to admit that I still I am I am still churning about it this morning. I've been churning about this for about two weeks. I, I just needed to give it to you. And I think it's an encouraging word. You think how powerful our lungs are. When you sneeze, it could reach a speed of a hundred miles an hour. That's a lot of projectile going out. <laughs> really? Right? So if I'm sneezing at 100 miles an hour, there's a very good likelihood I could hit that door or hit Joe. I'm not sure. Maybe I could hit you probably. <laughs> but think of the power of your lungs to be able to do that. Think of the power of your words. When the Holy Spirit fills our spiritual lungs when He breathes on us. And we receive the Holy Spirit. Wow. Think of the power we can expel. Think of the speed of that. Think of, of our, our lung capacity, our spiritual lung capacity. Thinking if we lay ourselves out according to God's plans and, and leading, how much area we can cover. What I'm really saying is that you're immensely important to this world. You're huge. Wherever you go, You are huge to this world. There is nothing insignificant about you this morning. Your body has been wonderfully designed. It may have aches and pains this morning. It may have some issues. But it's been wonderfully designed by the Master's hand. And your spiritual body as well. Your story is huge to this planet. What God has done in your life, what God is doing in your life, what God is going to do in your life, your story needs to be told to the person standing next to you wherever you go. And however you do it. If you teach, if you sell stuff on the road, if you go to school, if you sell cars, if you are with your family, whatever your hands are doing, whatever your mouth is talking about, your life is huge. It makes a difference. It was meant to make a difference. It has made a difference. 
You have already made a difference on this planet. Your very life speaks and sings of the mighty Savior. And He wants to do more. He wants you to exhale. It may have been a very hard year for you. So the very process of just exhaling is a release. And the wonderful thing about exhaling is God is ready to breathe into our lungs again. And fill us with the very breath of God. Without the breath of God, we, we breathe very erratically. We kind of develop this kind of spiritual bronchitis. Where our lungs don't function as well. But when we exhale and we allow that release of air. And our story goes out there. And our story is, is <laughs> may not always be pretty. But it always points to what God has done. What God is doing. What God is redeeming. And what he will redeem. God can just breathe into us again. I hope and pray that you will just pray about these words. See if it resonates with you. If I need correction about this word, you all have permission to come to me and tell me that. That there was something off. Please. Pray. Pray. Pray about this word. Pray what what God wants to breathe through you this year. Remember, make every breath count. Every breath count. When you leave today, make every breath count. With your spouse, with your kids, your neighbors, whoever you come across, make it count. You're crucial. You're crucial. You are light. Your lungs are light. They're meant to spread life and light. And breathe on other people to conspire. Let's conspire together. Let's figure out why. If you have something on your heart, if you have something on your heart that you would love to do, but you've been afraid to do it, and you don't know how to do it, well, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it together. Let's see what we can do as a body of believers to send you out to do that thing. Ministry just doesn't happen here. It happens out there. It's supposed to happen out there. And But if there's something you wanted to try and something that you wanted to do, but you just didn't know how, you were afraid, but this is your year to make every breath count in those areas. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's find ways that we can release you into that. we got a whole bunch of people here that would love to do that. Many other of you are already doing things outside here. You've got many ministries going. You're touching people's lives everywhere. Maybe you're just tired and weary and you just need prayer for a new breath to come in. I'll be right up here. I'll pray for you. There are people sitting next to you. They'll pray for you. Let's do that today. Let's, let's, take a, let's make this breath count. Let's make this breath count as we, and we can pray together. I am. Unless anyone else has any other thoughts, they want to share about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, <clears throat> I'm just kind of hearing that that means that when we breathe on others, we allow them to breathe, and it keeps going and it keeps going, so it doesn't stop with us. Mm. It continues, and I kind of think about my kids. You breathe on them, 
and then you have to allow them to go take that and they will breathe on others and those will breathe on others so I see that as a, mm. a great encouragement to all of us don't let it stop Amen and Yeah, that's the father's heart and the mom's heart mm-hmm. Amen Anybody else? I love this by the way I love when you share your hearts I love it Father loves it too someone's breath to be part of what we take in. Uh, love is messy business. But it's worthwhile. Yes. That, you know, when, uh, when Paul said that he could offer his body to be burned, he could do everything. But if there was not love, it amounted to absolutely nothing. So there's Risk that Father calls us to do, but it is worthwhile risk. Mm. Amen. Amen. We might catch. <laughs> yes, we might. I think of, of I think of the risk that people took on breathing on me as a little boy. Certainly, the temples. If they did not breathe on me, I would not be here today. If they did not conspire to bring this lost little boy to church, to hear about this great God that loved him. And I was not from a good home. The temples could have caught something. They risked something by bringing me into their home. Their, their dad risked his very safety by walking into my home and confronting my father. It's risky, breathing on others. The reward is such that we get an opportunity to breathe life into people and people get to be free. I am so glad someone breathed on me that they made every breath count for me. And this is the wonderful opportunity that we all get every day. We just might not know it sometimes. So make every breath count. Every breath count. Anybody else? I don't know if it's coincidence, but I just looked at it. I had a little note from must have been a while ago, but I had to look up Colossians 1.27. And it says, To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of his, this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Hope of glory. Amen. And that's what it is. That's what we get to share and breathe out. All right, let's pray. Father, thank you. Breathe on us. Breathe into us. Father, we open ourselves to be a conduit of your breath. Breathe in and through us to the people that we walk among. Family, friends, strangers. Give us boldness to breathe, to conspire, to be light. Expand our lung capacity to to everything that you would have it to be. I thank you for these wonderful people that are here today. I pray that you would bless them. I pray that you would help them see the areas of where they can freely breathe and the areas that they need to learn how to. And You would give them courage and boldness and strength. 
And they would not doubt your goodness. And that you would just fill them with your spirit. And that you would just love on them today. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.